Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome everyone. Hope everyone's having a great day. Special shout out to Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, think about you all the time. Well, I have to begin by thanking our lead sponsor for, yes, three years in a row, Highmark. This company, what can I say? They're all about helping people with disabilities. And at the beginning of the year, in the first quarter, we had as our sponsor, AudioEye, who sells a fabulous software product uh, that makes websites accessible. And I also, to our listeners in the United States, which I so much appreciate, but also around the world, I want to tell you how much it means to me, how many of you listen from different countries. And I I just want you to know, 17 countries listening to the show, that is awesome. I don't care if it's one of you. One person can make a difference. And that is a great lead-in to our guest today, who is that person that always makes a difference in other people's lives. He is one of my favorite people. He is so well known as a CEO that makes a difference, that is excellent in his job, but that also makes sure he reaches out to the community. Randy Durth, the CEO of GCP Applied Technologies, welcome to the show. Joyce, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, I have to tell you, I was just with people from PNC at lunch. And as soon as I told them you were on the show, everyone was, oh, he is so awesome. Andrea Corelli and, and Vicki Hinn. But then this morning I had breakfast with Morgan O'Brien, who said the same thing about you. So <clears throat> that's what I meant when I said you are so highly thought of. And wow, you know, I didn't even think about how much you've done. Like, you've been a CEO of four multi-billion dollar companies. Uh, Now you're at GCP Applied Technologies, but you were also with Calgon Carbon, and you were also with Lanxus, and you were also with Bear, all as CEO. And like, if you're all thinking he's 90, he's not, he's very young, I just can't believe you did all that so far in your career, I mean, I know you very well, but when I just started looking at this, I thought, man, that's right. He's been everywhere as CEO. So that's because you are so good, Randy. But how about if we start by you telling our listeners, who is GCP Applied Technologies? No, I'd love to. Um, GCP Applied Technologies is a company I joined just over a year ago, and we're a leading construction chemicals and a building materials company with about a billion dollars in revenue, and we have about 1,500 employees around the world, and we're based in Boston, Massachusetts. And were you part of another company before... Yeah, we are actually a spin-out from WR Grace, which was a much larger chemical company, and uh, GCP Applied Technologies has existed now for about three years. And like you said, I joined uh, just over a year ago. Yeah, and uh, boy, short time period, and now you are CEO. 
and a very fast time turnaround. And um, what would you say, what, what's the culture of the company like, Randy? You know, it's a culture right now that's in transition. It's a culture away from being part of a much larger company to being a smaller, uh, more nimble company. And, and where company um, employees actually came to me and said, you know, we would like to see diversity and inclusion, for instance, as, as part of our culture. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm all on board, and, and let's take that, take that on. And uh, over the past, I would say, six months, we've formed teams around diversity and inclusion. We've uh, listened to our employees. We've done employee surveys. We're, we're forming uh, various groups to address um, the interest of, of different groups. And uh, I'm really pleased at how we've come along so far with this. And, and I know, Joyce, you and I have talked many times in the past, and I think, you know, being a CEO for as long as I have, and I've been CEO for a while, I mean, companies benefit tremendously when you have very strong diversity and inclusion programs. I mean, definitely you, you're able to attract a, a broader talent base, especially in, in when companies like ours are in such need of talent. Um, it definitely helps you better understand your customers, especially, you know, in, in our market, which is a very diver- diverse customer base. Um, you know, I've seen tremendous creativity through uh, implementing diversity programs and, and being able to see employees contribute in ways they've never contributed before. It's just good business. And I've seen it over and over again. And, and when the employees ask me to take this on, I'm like, yes, we're going to do it. And, and I'm really pleased at how, how it's doing. Yeah, I want to tell you something about Randy. I'm sitting there talk. you know, he had this Bender Leadership Academy when he was CEO of Langsus, but then we needed to expand it and do more. And I tell him this at breakfast, and that's it, we're at Calgon Carbon, where he was CEO. That That's what he's like. He is a person that what he's saying to you right now, as you're listening throughout the United States and the world, he means it. He does it. He's just not talking about it. And you know, Randy, a lot, sadly, there are a lot of companies that have really not made that move to full diversity and inclusion. And some of them, uh, well-known companies, do not have a diversity and inclusion officer, which is so shocking. But how hard do you believe that is for a new CEO to go into a culture where they have not done this at all and turn mm-hmm. that around? I don't think it's hard at all. I think once you start talking with employees and, and asking, I think you'll find very quickly that this is absolutely initiative that, that employees want you to pursue. So it was not difficult here at all. Um, you know, obviously you have misconceptions and, and preconceived notions to overcome, but but I think my leadership team has embraced this tremendously and we're moving forward. And, and like you said, all the things I talked about that companies benefit from, I, I'm absolutely convinced we're going to see here as well. Better retention, we're going to see um, overall a lot more creativity, a lot more um, happiness in the workplace and engagement in the workplace. And uh, it's, just, it's just great. I'm really excited about what's happening here at GCP. Well... Again, Randy was there this short time period, and in a short time period, he had uh, Rigo and Mary, to our COO, to speak at his company, and Dina Clark from Covestro on diversity, uh, just like that. I mean, he arranged this with that with his group, his team. And I think when people see CEOs doing things like that, I think that really uh, shows them this is for real. And as you said, I do think it makes people happier. And I think it also makes people feel better about the company. 
So, Randy, remember I mentioned all these places that you have been CEO. You've had such a spectacular career. Why have you, and like as I'm telling you this, 70% of people with disabilities are still not counted in the workforce today. Why, Why have you, everywhere you've been, because you've worked with me everywhere you've been, you have made a point of including people with disabilities. Why is that? Like, why are you so different, in a good way different? Well, we talked about this a few minutes ago. I mean, when you look at uh, talent attraction retention, this is something my HR department spends a tremendous amount of time on, especially here in the Boston area. And when you look at uh, folks bringing in you know, folks with disabilities, they're absolutely capable of doing any job we ask them to do. Um, with the higher retention rates that we talked about, with the enthusiasm and the, the drive to be successful. And everywhere I've, I've implemented these type of programs, it's exactly what we've seen. And, um, you know, I, I hope to see that more here at GCP. And we're starting these programs now. And if we talk a year from now, um, I guarantee you I'll be telling you, Joyce, that we've, we've done a really good job of this. Well, oh, with you there, I know that would be true. So, Randy, okay. you do it. You do it. Why is it so hard for me to get other companies to do this? Why do you think that is? Why do you well, think, think it's hard to get companies to hire people with disabilities? Well, I think there's a perception of that people can't do the job. I think there's a perception oh, that my absenteeism is going to go up. Um, in some cases, I've heard, oh, safety. I'm, I'm concerned about safety. You know what? I've read studies that have said that people with disabilities in the workplace have a much better safety record and are much more conscious of safety than, than a person right off the street. So all of these are misconceptions, and I think you know, good CEOs need to look, they need to listen, they need to learn, and they need to focus on what other companies are doing successfully. Yeah, what a good idea. I always tell companies, talk to the CEO of a company where they are hiring people with disabilities. And as Randy said, Untapped labor pool, you know, when you're looking for skills, everyone's saying how hard it is to find STEM skills. You have an untapped labor pool. You have people that will have the highest attendance record. And again, this is all from studies that were done. And you have people that are grateful that they have this opportunity. They're grateful, which means you have a great employee. And so with that, We're going to come back and talk more about this, but right now we're going to go to break. And if you just joined us, we are talking to Randy Durth, the CEO of GCP Applied Technologies, and he is an awesome leader in America. This is Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Randy. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. 
Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. And we are talking today to Randy Durth, the CEO of GCP Applied Technologies. And he is... A Pittsburgher, even though he's in Boston today. We well, he moved to Boston. We miss him so much. Excuse me. I bet that was a little bit of a difference going to Boston from Pittsburgh, right, Randy? Oh yeah. There's a, there's always positives and negatives. I love Boston and being able to explore, but I also miss Pittsburgh a lot. Yeah. Well, we miss you. We we miss you more. Just so you know that. Um, so, Randy, since I've known you. You are one of the most generous community leaders. I mean, I remember way back, this is how far back, to when you were the head of the Heart Walk in Pittsburgh. And Mm -hmm. every time there's been any event, no matter what it is, you are there. You are always there, and your company is always there, and you're always contributing. Um, And like when I was talking to Deb Rice Johnson, the president of Highmark, we were saying, why there's always certain CEOs and companies that are at all of the events, the same ones. And so why are you that way? Like what? What is it that has made it so important to you to give back? Well, I think I learned early on that um, you know successful companies have an obligation to make their community stronger by giving back to the community, and, and hence you know CEOs of successful companies need to lead that charge. And I can't think of a better place than Pittsburgh to find experts and, and people that do this so well, CEOs and leaders. And uh, I just had some great role models there, but um, but I do think it's important for, for companies to give back to their communities. I'm happy to do it. Uh, do you feel, Randy, that for uh, employees, no matter what company they're at, how important do you think that is for them to embrace that same giving back, volunteerism? Uh, how important is that to you? Oh, it's very important to me. And you look at leaders, right? I've looked at leaders my whole career, and you see how they behave and how they, you know, how they interact with the community and employees. And um, again, I've been blessed by by having some great leaders. And, and employees follow that; they see that, and and they want to be part of it too. And and they're very proud of their company. And and when they understand that giving back is part of a good company and, and part of good like corporate um, uh, corporate responsibility, they want to be part of it. And heart walks and and um, charity events and and all kinds of things, days of caring. All I've seen employees just really do great things. 
Well, we will never forget that you were the king of the Mardi Gras for the Epilepsy (laughs) Association. And I specifically will never forget since I came into uh, the meeting with you after being videotaped as you with the Uber driving (laughs) and us singing my way. But you know what? That's the thing about you. You're like a real person. You're, you know, you're not like, oh, I am the CEO. I mean, you're just a good caring, fun person. And that is uh, one of the things I think that makes you so special. Why I'm asking you this is that I tell young people that, like here at Bender, one of our values is volunteerism. And I tell young people that doing that work, giving back, builds such character, and you meet so many other people. um, and, And do you do you agree with that, Randy? hundred percent. Your networking obviously goes up. Um, you just feel good. And, and at the end of the day, you can look at what you've done and say, wow, I did make a difference. And there's nothing more satisfying than that. Yeah, and companies do notice that. And managers notice. And leaders notice. And CEOs notice. I mean, it is just a great thing to do. So, Randy, remember we were talking about other companies not wanting to hire people with disabilities? Um, if if there are people listening to the show right now and they say, you know what, if he did it, we want to do it, what advice mm-hmm. do you have for them to make the culture one where people would not be fearful you know, of working with people with disabilities or we not have in their mind, oh, they're not going to be able to do the job as well. What, what, what advice do you have? Well, I think first listen, you know, listen to your employees and kind of get a sense, you know, what, what they're looking for, what, what's driving, um, you know, kind of what, what they would like to see in the workplace. Because I think you'll find that, um, you know, especially with talent attraction that, uh, hey, we need, we need everybody we can get. Learn, you know, look around at other companies. What are they doing? Um, you men- mentioned earlier, I think, a diversity officer. And I know several companies that have those. Why do they have them? How does that work? And what impact has that had? So, so learn what other companies do. But talk, you know, talk to your peers, other CEOs, um, talk to experts like you in the field that, that know the space extremely well and, and bring all that together. And, and it's not hard. As I said earlier, I mean, just, you know, go at it and, and start and uh, you'll find that your employees will be behind you and you're going to start seeing some of the benefits of having a diverse and inclusive workforce. Yeah, and I would say that hiring someone, that one thing makes such a difference. An example of this would be, I called Randy and I told him, hey, I know this young man graduated from Pitt. He's a chemical engineer with a good grade point average. So like, why the heck was he even available? But the reason is because it was December and Normally, people have already extended you offers in May uh, because he had a vision impairment. And I tell this to Randy, and immediately Randy, you know, gets him in there like, here's this young, young college graduate, and they're going on an interview and they're meeting the CEO. So I can't imagine how much he was shaking in his shoes, but <laughs> they hired him. Um, and the head of HR, who's a great friend of uh, Randy, told me that when they first wanted to hire him, that even one of the executives in engineering said, but how could he do this job? And Steve said, he can do this job. 
And you know what? Not only did they then hire him from us, but since then, he has done so well that he even speaks at different events for them. But see, until you hire someone, you really don't get it. You know, you really don't understand uh, how valuable someone can be. But there are these myths that exist. And it's only when you see someone doing the job that you really get it, how much value they can be. And I mean, you met him, uh, Randy, you know how good he was. But just the fact that he was still available was amazing. Yeah, no, he, um, you know, before I left Calgon Carbon, everybody was saying how great he was and what a great fit. So I'm very pleased that he's still uh, still a Calgon Carbon employee. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of heads of HR and people that you like, do, how important do you think that is, Randy? Um, how many, well, let me put it this way. How many times do you think that when people make the mistake of not surrounding themselves by great leaders that it impacts them in a negative way, the company. Oh, I think it, it definitely has a negative impact. And, you know, it's important to attract that, that circle of uh, influence around you, people that aren't afraid to tell you what they think and provide positive input. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, essentially covering your back. That's absolutely important. I've been blessed. I've been blessed at pretty much every job I've been at to have very good people and good boards, too. I mean, that's also important. And you also have had great contemporaries that you've worked with, like Greg Babe and Jerry McCleary and Noe Morgan and all these other CEOs. And one thing I do notice you've all had in common is the people that you have hired are outstanding people. And, you know, that. first of all, that's what it takes to have this diversity and inclusion that we're talking about right now. That's what makes such a difference. Um, and you have been blessed with really great people that have worked for you. Uh, but right now, we're going to get ready to go to break before we go to the half-hour news break Advocacy Matters. If you just joined us, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome back, everyone, in the United States and around the world. And we are on the half hour for our news break, Advocacy Matters. And we have our anchor person, uh, Perry Jude Radisick. Welcome to the show. You're with us, right, Perry? I, I am. I'm here, Joyce, and, and thanks for having us on. And, of course, voting is underway across the country today. It's our general election, and it's, we're in the middle of what is a non-congressional, non-presidential election year. And here in Pennsylvania, like other states, we are voting on local elections and ballot questions. All elections matter for people with disabilities. City councils fix roads, they fix curbs, they work on housing and transportation issues. Now, uh, the National Disability Rights Network found that people with disabilities are concerned about candidates and elected officials who address issues that our community faces. So let's talk about that a different way. Here in the disability community, we are more likely to vote for a candidate that supports and votes for legislation that supports our issues. We want our issues addressed, and we would be more likely to vote for a candidate or elected official who voted in favor of programs that benefit us, Joyce. And at the National Disability Rights Network, we went out and did focus groups, and we did polling to find this information. Now, that may be intuitive, but that's what we would like to see, but we actually went and confirmed that information in the disability community. Now, about today, if anyone across the country, and even here in Pennsylvania, if you run into barriers... When you vote, call Disability Rights Pennsylvania. We have an Election Day hotline. You call us at 717-839-5227. And if you're in another state, we have a sister agency that can help you if you run into problems. And we have a a link on our website. Go to disabilityrightspa.org and you can find your protection and advocacy agency where you live. And again, all of this information is on our website at disabilityrightspa.org. And advocacy matters, and so does your vote. So let's make the disability vote a reality today. And I'm so glad you're talking about that. And thank you, uh, Perry Jude. And that is disabilityrightspa.org. Uh, I just want to say that um, voting is so important. You know, I always tell people, don't complain. Don't say anything unless you get out there and vote. But I want to also say people have a tendency to not vote in the local, you know, in state elections as much. Yeah. And that is so important because you're right here. You know, what you do is going to impact you. I was with a friend of mine uh, this morning, uh, Perry, and what he was talking about is you know how um, 
a lot of there are these miracle league ballparks for kids with disabilities. And sure. he has a child with a disability who wants to play baseball but cannot get to the field uh, where he, at the park with his wheelchair. And he said, I have a question. Uh, even at the playground, why is it not accessible for everyone? You know, why does there have to be this special park? Why isn't everything accessible? Um, and, and you know... What would that come down to? Talking to your county officials, talking to the mayor, or talking to the governor, whatever it is. But right in your local area, voting is so important. Uh, and, And I also am very happy to hear that if you go somewhere and it is not accessible, that you can get in touch with Perry at disabilityrightspa.org, that they have a hotline on their site. Make sure you do that. Uh, And Perry, what happens when someone says to a person who goes to vote that, I'm sorry, but this building was never accessible? Oh, well, you know, when, if you call us, and we've done this multiple times here in Pennsylvania, if you still are at the polls and you call us because you cannot get into the polling place, we will call the county election official. We have relationships with all of the county election officials, and we will get a, a, a modification dispatched to that polling place uh, to make sure that you can get in and vote. The second thing that can happen is when we call the county election official, they can come out curbside to make sure that you vote. Oh, okay. Um, And for people who are blind, is it still a requirement then that someone goes in with you? So you have the right, if you want to, to have someone come in and support you in voting. But under, so there are many laws related to voting and people with disabilities. Under the Help America Vote Act, we have the right to a private and independent vote. And this is important because people, uh, counties across the country are changing machines on us. So it's important that you call your protection and advocacy agency if you tried to vote and you could not vote privately and independently. And what do you mean when you say they're ch- changing uh, the, the machines on us? What do you mean? Yes. So machines have, you know, uh, machines were changed, oh, over 10 years ago, and we switched to electronic machines. Those machines have aged, and, so and, and people are also concerned about election security, So many counties across the country, many states across the country, have invested in new machines. Some have gone back to a paper ballot. Some have just purchased upgraded technology. So we want to make sure people still have a private and independent vote. Some of that technology allows the paper ballot to be read back to you, and and other machines may not be that advanced. But it's important that if you were denied a private and independent vote, you call your protection and advocacy agency. Okay, thank you. And so if you just heard this show for the first time, on the half hour on all the shows, uh, Perry Jude Radisic, who's the CEO of Disability Rights PA and a national disability rights leader, 
we have a news break where she can give us an update on anything going on that people with disabilities need to know that day, that week, or upcoming. So make sure you tell everyone about that. And Perry Jude, thank you for calling in. Thank you, Joyce, and have a good day. All right. Yeah, we started doing that, Randy, because too many people with disabilities have complained that, like, they don't have what I'll refer to as a hotline or mm-hmm. uh, a news source. So it was actually Mary, my COO, that several years ago said, you know what? You should have a news break. You should have someone call in every show. And that's what we started doing. And it's one of the best things I've done because many people listen because they want to hear that news break, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah. it's, it's a great, great approach. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we're like CNN. <laughs> CNN <laughs> break on the half hour. Uh, so, Randy, something I'm really excited to talk to you about. I know you were very involved in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, working with uh, apprenticeships, youth with, you know, youth trying to gain employment um, in an apprenticeship area. And sometimes high school students with disabilities, if they do not have the finances or the ability to get a four-year degree, they think all is lost. Uh, as far as having a good opportunity. But actually, you're the first person that made me really start thinking about this several years ago when you were talking about uh, you're looking for welders or, you know, different positions. And there are opportunities, uh, vocational-type careers, for people that do not have a college degree, um, but and do you see that also even at your company now? Do you see opportunities where, uh, whether it's welding or whatever it is, that you know you could still be successful? Absolutely, um, we have. In fact, I, I was talking to one of my manufacturing um, executives, and, and we have a plant in Tennessee, and we can't get enough workers to keep the plant running. Um, so, absolutely, that I think this is a very um, big area for individuals with disabilities because there are so many jobs that, that we have available. And not only you, you mentioned, you know, an affordability of college. I think it's a passion. You know, maybe you don't have a passion to go to college, and that's great. Um, get a skill and, and go into the, the skilled trades, whether it be in production or whether it be in, you know, lab technicians for us. You mentioned welding and, and, and the like. I, I think there's tremendous opportunities, and you should follow your passion, but uh, know that, um, uh, that you know, we, we hire everybody. We want, uh, we want the talent. Yeah, and, um, for, and, and I think people are surprised how much, uh, compensation you can make as a welder or a line person or uh, owning your own plumbing business or whatever it is, but there oh, are yeah. so so many opportunities. Um, I think you so told many. me what's... Go ahead, Randy. No, please, go ahead. I was going to say the compensation for welders, for example. What is that? Oh, in Pittsburgh, they were making, you know, with some overtime, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. Um, it was unbelievable. I mean, that's a great living, you know, with benefits and four hundred one k's. I mean, uh, it's outstanding. People don't realize that, and unfortunately, there's a there's a belief among parents, especially that uh, my child has to go to to a four year, you know, college or get a four year degree, and um, I, that's a shame because, again, sometimes, as I said before, people don't have the desire to do that, so it's not fun. Um, but there's so many opportunities in the skilled trades. 
So you can end up getting an opportunity or a position where you are, and, and listen, I would want everyone to go to college. I'm just saying, though, as Randy said, if you don't have that passion, you can still end up having maybe a more competitive compensation than someone that has gone to college, but it is exactly. an entry-level role. So, if, you know, if you're a young person with a disability listening, doesn't matter. If you don't want to go to college or you can't go to college, there are other professions. You know, what matters is being a good employee and being a person of integrity. That's what matters, just doing a great job, which sort of uh, leads me to my uh, next question for you, Randy, is there are many young people that listen to this show with disabilities. Uh, what, what do you think are some of the key leadership or work traits for someone to be successful? Well, I think we just hit upon one, be passionate about what you want to do. I mean, people who like what they do and are passionate about it, you know, tend to be better employees and they tend to, to rise to the ranks. You know, I think also, you know, I tell people when they ask me, you know, leadership and, and what type of leader should I be, look around you. I mean, there's leaders in our communities, there's leaders in our church and our companies and in our schools. And, and, and observe, look what, how people respond to leaders, you know, and, and you see leaders that people really respond positively to. Look at their behaviors and, and try to model those. And, and, you know, conversely, look at those behaviors where people don't like, you know, how they're, they're treated or you see them treat different people different ways and, and say, that's not what I want to be. It, I think that's helped me in my career is, is really just having great leaders that I was able to model their behavior. And, and um, you know, you see how people feel, right? And, and to me, that's very important for a leader is making people feel um, that they're appreciated and that um, they feel good about themselves. Well, you made an incredible leap uh, from engineering right. to, you know, moving eventually as CEO. What, what do you think, like what skills, uh, if you were talking to a group of young people, because I know in my classes they would ask this question of you, what, what do you attribute to your ability to do that? Well, I think having a sense of um, curiosity, asking questions. I think people um, that advance in their careers are those that you know ask, you know, how do what skills do I need? What um, what things do I need to do to be successful? How did you become successful? So that's I think important. You know, expound on your creativity. I think um, good employees and good leaders are creative. They try different things, or they're willing to experiment. So I tell, um, you know, people early in their careers, you know, don't be afraid to try different things. Don't be afraid to try different jobs, maybe a different area, just to expand your resume. Um, that can be very valuable. Maybe it's something you don't like. That's, that's an important learning, too, um, and to do that. But, uh, and, and like you said before, you know, look at behaviors. Look at the behaviors that are, that are recognized and that are making a difference and say, I want to be like that person, and, and I'm going to learn from them. I think that's going to make for a very successful career. And, uh, you know, when you were first in your career in college and then at entry level of companies, how important was mentorship to you? Mentorship was extremely important for some of the reasons that I just mentioned. Um, I went uh, quickly from being a chemist in the laboratory to being in sales. Um, because I felt that that was something I wanted to try, and, and my supervisors mentored me and, and believed that that was the, the next step for me. And let me tell you, everybody should be in sales once or, or twice in their career because I think it teaches you so many skills. 
but um, but I've had some fantastic mentors and role models, and uh, I've been very fortunate with that. And I, I try to give back, and I try to encourage my teams and my leaders and my companies and, and even nonprofits that I've worked with, you know, to make sure that they understand the value of mentoring and, and talking to young young kids and, and people early in their career because that's so important. Um, I mean, you know, people sometimes will ask me, so tell me the one thing you did, uh, you know, to spark your career. And it's not one thing. It's, it's a lot of different things, and it's, it's really having great people around you and great mentors to, to help you. But uh, anybody can do it. Well, and you obviously are confident because that was a big leap you made from engineering to sales. And then here you became yeah. a CEO. I'll tell you about sales, though. I really believe that that does really uh, enhance a lot of skills people have in a way problem solving you know when you're in sales mm-hmm. yep. determination uh, and look look at your people skills you obviously are going to develop uh, people skills and a toughness that you didn't have before uh, or you won't make it what were you actually selling Randy um, I was actually selling chemicals. Um, I, my career started with Bear, and I was uh, actually in Detroit. They relocated me from Pittsburgh to Detroit, and uh, I would go to the car companies and the, and the paint companies that sold to the car companies and, and to sell the technologies. Um, but believe it or not, my first job in sales, I, was, I sold at a men's suit store when I was in high school and college, and I think that probably got me started. But you do, as you just said, learn so much, and, and I would encourage people if they have an opportunity, even if it is at a department store or um, you know, uh, you know, in the, somewhere in the community, uh, it just teaches you so much negotiation skills and rejection. I mean, rejection is part of life and, and part of the career and, and being able to understand that and accept that is, is so important. Oh, I agree with you. All right. Well, hey, the time is going fast here, uh, but we have one more break that we're going to go to. If you just joined us, Randy Dirth, what is the, I know you're on LinkedIn but in your company, though. What's your company website? Um, GCPAT.com. Okay. Um, and if someone wants you to speak at an event, how is it best to reach you? Um, my email is Randy. So R-A-N-D-Y dot Durth, D-E-A-R-T-H, at G-C-P-A-T dot com. All right, there you go. Um, And by the way, if you can get him, you won't be disappointed. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be back with Randy Durth. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. 
Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome back. And if you just joined us today, we have been talking to Randy Durth, the CEO of GCP Applied Technologies uh, in Boston, but former CEO at Kelgon Carbon, Lanxis, and Bayer right here in Pittsburgh. And really just a wonderful person. And you know how I am. I am very careful what I say. I can tell you he is the real deal when it comes to including people with disabilities. He is the real deal. And before I forget this, Randy, if someone wants to apply uh, for a position with your corporation, what should they do? Just go to the website? Go to the website. There's tons of jobs out there right now. So look at what's there. If you're interested, please feel free to apply. And uh, we'd love to have as many people um, as we can. And, and especially, as I said, we're launching our diversity and inclusion. So even, even better to, to um, broaden that. And the website is? GCPAT.com. All right. So, Randy, I've been thinking about this, how uh, when I think about you, I know you said all these things, being curious, having mentors, looking at other people, but obviously people have had an impact on your life for you to be as successful as you have been. So who is that? Like who has been your role models or role model? Yeah, that's a tough question, Joyce. I've had so many going back to my career at Bear and Lanxis and, and even Calgon. And you know, I've dealt with some outstanding board members that have just been, uh, been great leaders. I think you know, the attributes is probably easier to describe. I mean, these are people that, um, that are very passionate about what they do and very passionate about their employees. And you know, I've said earlier in our conversation that they make people around them feel good. And, and those are the type of people that are my role models. But, but even more so, they deliver. You know, they, they say and do what, uh, or they do what they say, and, and they make a difference in their organizations. Those are the type of leaders that I'm like, wow, you know, that's what I aspire to be. And Pittsburgh has tons of them. I've seen a lot here in Boston. And, um, you know, and, and hopefully someday, you know, I can, I can influence others and 
somebody can say, hey, I became a leader because of Randy. That'd make me feel good. Oh, I'm sure there are people that not will be, but have said that. Randy, look, you've done so much in such a short time of your life. But if you look back over the past few years, what has been your greatest accomplishment in your oh, opinion? I, think my, I have to say my family. I mean, I have two um, two outstanding boys, you know, a great wife that uh, is supportive of me and and um, I'm very proud of uh, the, the gentleman my two boys have become. So I, I have to be a little sentimental there and, and say my family. But, um, but uh, looking back um, at the companies that I've been part of, you know, to, to, see, um, to see the company move from, you know, performance in a positive direction or, you know, hiring more people and being able to expand their operations, all of that makes you feel like you're moving in a positive way and you've had a, you know, had a part of that. And, um, and each of the companies I've been with, I've been very fortunate to, to look back and say, you know, I think I made a difference and, and the company was better off after I left. So, so that makes you feel good. I'm proud of that. How about when you were growing up? Did you have role models when you were growing up? You know, it's interesting. I'm a, I'm a country boy, so um, you know the role models that, that I would see were the doctors and the, the policemen and the firemen and the school teachers. Um, I wasn't in the big city, but um, you know, even then, the, some of the same attributes that, that I look for in corporate leaders are, are what I saw in my community, and um, that inspired me. Inspired me a lot. In fact, uh, I went to college um, studying chemistry because I was going to be a doctor because I. I had uh, a doctor, a family doctor that was just very influential with me, and um, and that changed a little bit in my career because I saw the uh, the chemical industry and, and all the opportunities that were there. So I kind of kind of switched gears, which is is good. That's okay to do. You know, if you see something you're more interested in, you should follow that passion. Well, Randy, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. And you know what? If you've been listening and you're thinking, oh. I have these friends of mine in Boston. I wish they would have heard this show. Remember, Spotify, Apple. I mean, you can subscribe. Just go to, uh, you know, your smartphone and put in Disability Matters with Joyce Bender, voiceamerica.com, and you can actually subscribe to the podcast. So um, tell everyone this is a great person to listen to. And... For young people, a good role model to listen to. So, Randy, what message do you have for our listeners today? You know, I think my, my party message is, you know, diversity and inclusion matter. Um, hiring folks with disabilities in your company matters. It's going to make your company better. It's going to make your bottom line better. It's the right thing to do. And uh, thank you for having me, Joyce. It's been a pleasure. It was a pleasure to have you. And we end every show with a quote. And today that quote is from President Abraham Lincoln, who said, nearly all men can handle adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.